Jesus, for your wonder-working power. We serve a great God, amen.
King, our Lord, our Savior, our Healer, our soon coming King. We praise you, Lord. Oh, praise the name of the Lord God. Oh, praise his name forevermore. For endless days we will sing.
love. You're great in your power to save us and to heal us. To give us strength to be overcomers in this journey. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to fill your sanctuary with a special measure of your divine presence and allow the power of your spirit to work your sovereign and good work in many lives this morning. Dear God, give us ears to hear and hearts to receive and respond to your word. Let mighty demonstrations of your power be your seal of approval upon the word of the Lord, that you would be glorified and your people would be richly blessed and touched. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, let's give Jesus a clap. He's wonderful. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Glory to God. Well, good morning. It's so good to see everyone out this morning. And we are so blessed to have Dr. Mark, Dr. Kintende with us from Uganda. It's been almost a couple of years now. I know their country was shut up and their churches were shut up for a good year or so. And um, so finally he's able to get back and um, we're always blessed to have him. He's been a, a friend of mine for a lot of years now. Seems like the longer you know someone, that means you're getting older. Amen. It means you're getting older. And many, many, many years ago, when I went to Uganda. I, I met Dr. Mark. He was doing mostly doctoring back then, but he was just a wonderful interpreter. And I so loved it because if you never had anyone interpret for you, it, it's more than just saying the right words properly. It's having that same spirit. You know, you, you can, I've had people interpret for me that they, they just they, they, were, they were right in what they said, but they just didn't say it with what I was trying to. And he started interpreting for me, and I think it was love at first interpretation. Amen. And um, because of, the, of his spirit and his feel and the anointing of God on him, so ever since then, He's been a, a blessed friend, and so will we give a big God bless you to Dr. Kitende from Uganda. Amen. All yours, my brother. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do I have somebody in the house? that came with some expectation that God is going to do great things today. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Pastor Zaino, Christina. Thank you so much for the great work you're doing, serving God's people and serving the kingdom of God. And thank you for loving me and loving us and supporting us in the ministry. May God bless you and all of you that are supporting the church standing to make uh, the work of God happen here. May God bless you, prayer people, worshipers, ushers, and serving in different ministries. May God bless you, continue to anoint you in Jesus' name. Clap your hands for yourselves, for the pastor, and for the leaders he has given us. Amen. My name is uh, Dr. Mark Chitende. I've been here before. I mean, of you have seen me here before quite some good number good to see you again good to see you praise the lord amen uh, i'm from uganda all the way about seven thousand something miles and god has made it possible to be back again you know times passed it was so difficult to travel 
and uh, the country was locked down and a lot was going on there. The church stayed locked down for almost a, a year, a whole year. We're not having church and people there don't have smartphones really that you would do a Facebook. When I would do a Facebook stream, stream live, uh, uh, I'll be streaming to other people in other nations and <laughs> you know, but uh, and uh, we try to go into their homes, pray with them, and uh, but still the government would restrict us, don't want us to, you know, move around and do things. But we thank God that she he has brought, brought us through, through those dark moments, and we are back on track again. Amen? Amen. Um, uh, can we see some pictures? Uh, that's my wife, Beatrice. We've been married for 18 years. We have two children, and uh, my daughter, firstborn, is getting 17 this in July. Becoming 17 July, you know, she was here last time. Some of you could have seen her. My son is 12 now, amen? We are together serving the Lord and doing the work of the kingdom of God, amen? That's one of the, uh, the churches I'm taking care of, but there are several church plants that we are running, over 20 churches in the region, and we thank God. That lady there you see was a witch as we proclaimed the gospel post-COVID. She came to the Lord and gave her life to Jesus. So we're going to burn the petitions. And, and then we have a wave of young people coming to the Lord. Teens, 13, 12, 10, 14. And we baptize them and disciple them and teach them the ways of the Lord. All those who are going to be baptized, there are so many. Uh, we thank God for the harvest. We are continuing to go out in the homes, streets, and every byways and in the corners to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have little kids we take care of, feed them, educate them, and uh, teach them the ways of the Lord. Amen. My wife runs an orphanage and uh, sees many children and schools. Uh, that's our community medical center. We've been come a long way. There's been a lot of transformation and change happening because of your prayers, your support, your giving. We are able to transform and do things. Amen? Amen. So that's what we currently have, have right now. And uh, last year, we were... Uh, so we are moving to that. We are moving to that by the grace of God. That's our... That's what we are believing God for. We've made the plans and we have submitted them to the authorities for approval. And we want to transform the other one to uh, a fully-fledged hospital, 50-bed capacity hospital. During time of COVID, we had a lot of trouble. Uh, the national, you can wait a minute, bed capacity that we have as a nation is not more than 10,000 hospital beds. And here we were with community spread COVID, full blast. The Delta variant was all over, and people were very sick. And you could get sick people, you want to transfer them somewhere, nowhere, Everybody, everywhere it's full. So we were so much challenged. We began checking them into lodges, and so we take oxygen and take things into lodges just to treat them. And some would go into their homes and treat them there. So we got kind of a, a challenge and said, no, let's build a bigger hospital where we can take care of God's people, treat them, 
and glorify God. We're always looking for an opportunity to glorify God in whatever we do. Amen? Aha, let's see some pictures. Uh, um, some more. That's a young lady that came from Ocala to visit us during COVID. She was so brave, traveled, and we, are, we went into homes, people's homes, and we're treating them. And um, let's see some more. So right now we do some surgeries uh, at our center. We do C-sections, abdominal surgeries, and a few other things. Our dental clinic running. And uh, so we want to transform all that into a fully-fledged hospital and glorify God. You know, in my nation, when you preach the gospel, our fathers preached the gospel, fathers in the faith, they were so poor, they had nothing, grass churches, and so people, especially urban, peri urban people, would despise them and despise the gospel. They say, you're just making noise. You got nothing to offer. You know, and but in the midst of all that, they will preach the gospel. Amen. But God is giving us grace to put things on the ground that will minister to them in a relevant way. They come to hospital. I treat them, diagnose their diseases, prescribe their medicine. But I also try to diagnose their other issues, emotional, spiritual issues. And I share Jesus with them to come into their marriages where they're having stress and trouble. And they give their life to Jesus. They can't no more ignore him. God has given us tools to proclaim the gospel. Amen. So the gospel can no longer be despised. Amen. So let's see some more pictures. Uh, last year we were able to buy an ambulance van. I remember when last time I came here, uh, we were, you know, uh, campaigning for you know that van to help us move around people so thank god we got it and thank you for your support thank you so much those are some of the people i work with they're all born again spirit filled as they treat people they proclaim the gospel of jesus and people get saved in hospital isn't that cool you got to hospital say oh i have pain here then you come back with jesus in your heart and you're like man Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we want to expand that and reach out to more people and, 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 and get tools that will give us access into people's lives. You know, so when you come to us, you can't say no to our message. We, we put it in your face because you, we didn't call you from your home. You came by yourself to us and you can't sue us because we've preach Jesus to you. Amen? Amen. Let's see if there's any other. Oh, pray before you become prey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You could have seen that last time. Amen. So, if you can support, stand with this work for us to get the other building. We need about 600,000 US dollars to get it up. Amen? You could say that's a lot of money. Our God owns the heavens and the earth. All gold and silver belong to God. The God that took us from zero and to where we are, we know he can do it. Somebody said to me, how are you going to do that? And I quoted for them that, I don't know if it's English or African proverb, how do you eat an elephant? You just eat piece by piece. 
piece by piece, and eventually you finish up an elephant. Amen. Glory to Jesus. I've forgotten when service is supposed to end, but uh, uh, I hope I won't take you up to 6 p.m. Are you ready for that? Are you ready for the move of God? Amen. I will not take you up to six. I know if I take you up to six, some people will go home annoyed instead of being anointed. Hallelujah. Uh, we're going to share today from Job chapter number 14. Did I say it right? Job 14. Job 14. And verse... 14. Job 14, 14. And our message today is titled, Your Change is Coming. Somebody say, my change. Come on, let me feel you. My change is coming hallelujah you gotta come to church with some excitement praise the lord my change is coming your change is coming in the name of jesus god is gonna turn around things for you to the glory of his name say amen hallelujah I know we are living in transitional times, challenging cha times. So many changes around us. So many challenges around us. As a pastor, I know every one of us has either been through a storm, is in the middle of the storm, or have just entered some form of storm. If you're not a sto in a storm or you, you haven't yet realized, go to a gas station and fuel up and fill up your tongue and you, you feel like the storm is in your pocket or on your credit card. There's things happening around us. And we, God needs to bring about changes within us so that we can match up the winds that are happening around us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our God is a God of change. It don't matter how long you've stayed in the situation. Our God is a God of change. I call him the unchanging changer. Hallelujah. He never changes, but he changes things around us. And he loves to change. Hallelujah. Bible says, he that is in Christ Jesus, he's a new creature. The old has gone and the new has come. Isaiah says, behold, I do something new. Can't you see it? Can't you perceive it? I do something new. Our God is a God of change. Somebody say change. And today I'm here to declare and to proclaim and to speak and to declare into your life. Change is coming your way in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. The Bible says in Job chapter number 14 
and verse 14. If a man die, shall he live again? It's a question. If a man die, shall he live again? I've heard some of you say yes. You are right. Totally right. If a man dies, they can absolutely live again. Because just yesterday, we celebrated the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus. He rose again from the grave. He's alive and seated at the right hand of the Father, reigning over all. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. And we've seen this happen in the scriptures, that men died and rose again. And some of us have had an opportunity of seeing it literally in our lives happen as people die and then they come back to life. Glory to Jesus. I've seen it several times, especially in babies. Hello? I've seen it. Hallelujah. And I'm building a faith to have an, uh, uh, an, an 80-year-old, 90-year-old come back to life. I've seen babies come back to life. Hallelujah. One of the babies, one time we were doing uh, 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 gospel rallies in the nation uh, with my spiritual father. And I spent the whole week away from the hospital and preaching the gospel, interpreting and doing things and, and, and preaching in the seminars. And so Saturday morning, I said, let me go check and see how they are doing at the hospital, at the clinic. So going there, I found them that delivered a baby, a stillbirth. And was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes, they tried to resuscitate and the baby couldn't come back to life. And so I go there and say, where did you put it? And they show me, they covered it completely and they opened it up, was blue, gone. I put a stethoscope, nothing. And I, I was sad in my heart. I was like, God, I've been serving a whole week, and I come back to this news. I was a little sad within me, and I was like, God, why? Hallelujah. And, and so, I, get, I, say, I tell the, the nurse, I say, the midwife, I told her, give me the amber bag. Let me try to pump this baby back to life. But it was like hope, oh, hopeless situation. So she brings it, and uh, I'm, I just begin to pump it. Pump it, pump it, pump it. And there is nothing coming up. And I think they thought I was crazy. The, the midwife and the nurse who were there were like, what are you doing? And I was just there and praying just in the spirit saying, God, I wasn't really like up to raising this baby. You know, but I was just trying to get some answers from God. Why did this happen? Why? I was taking, you know, uh, audit, medical audit, spiritual audit. Why did this happen here now? And after being there like for 40 minutes, just pumping the thing, then finally I say, okay, let me put on a stethoscope and listen. I was almost giving up. Then I heard something do. Bang! Knocking. Tap. I was like, did I hear well? And I put it on again. Nothing. I pumped a little more. Then I had, did I hear well? I pumped some more. I prayed in the spirit. 
Man, it's cool. Working on people as you pray in the spirit. Hallelujah. You see God transform and change things. Hallelujah. And then suddenly I felt the second beat, third beat, and then it picked up. Hallelujah. It picked up, but the baby wasn't breathing. I stayed pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping until finally the baby was able to gossip a breath. I was like, you will come back to life. Hallelujah. Tell you what, long story short, the baby came back to life. Clap your hands to Jesus. Hallelujah. And later on, I realized that the lady who gave birth to the baby was just opposite church. She, she came to visit a family right opposite church. Right opposite church. And, uh, and news had gone all around that she gave birth to a baby and the baby had died. Now the story changed. They say the baby is alive. Hallelujah. And people who were right opposite church, there was so much against the church. I don't know why. Some of them are witches. But because of that miracle, they began attending church. Hallelujah. They got saved and began attending church. Clap your hands and let's glorify God. If a man die, can he live again? Yes. Somebody say yes. They can live again. Hallelujah. So, the question being answered, Job says, uh, can we continue to see that scripture? Uh, if so, if a man dies and lives again, then all the days of my appointed time, my version here says, King James, all the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change comes. All the days, if God can raise the dead, I'm not going to give up waiting on God. I'm not going to give up on seeking God. If he can raise the dead and give them life, if he can bring Lazarus out of the grave and give him life and sit him on a table, Rasto Radikat, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait until God turns around my story in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and say, I'm going to wait. Come on, come on. Do it like a preacher. Do it like a preacher. I'm going to wait. Yes, give me some juice here. Say, I'm going to wait. Hallelujah, you're doing great. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. Job says, all the days of my appointed time, I'm going to wait. If the dead can rise, I'm going to wait for my change to come. I'm going to wait for my healing to come. I'm going to wait for my deliverance to come. I'm going to wait for my visitation to come. In the name of Jesus Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. From this scripture, just preaching from one verse today, from this scripture we learn, number one, that there is an appointed time for every miracle. 
There is an appointed time for every breakthrough. There is an appointed time for you. Hallelujah. The writer of Ecclesiastes says that under the sun there is a time and season. There is season and time for everything. Hallelujah. Under the sun we are governed by time and seasons. Under the sun. Time and season. Above the, the sun. Above the sun no time, no seasons in eternity. But here under the sun, we are governed by time and season. And God lives in eternity. In eternity, time and season don't work. But under the sun, in the earth here, time and season uh, work and they govern us. And the writer says, there is time for everything. When we talk about time and season, we talk about beginning and end. Anything that has a beginning has an ending. Hello? When we talk about time and season, when a thing starts at time A, it will end at a certain time. There is an end to that thing. Whatever has a beginning has an ending. Hallelujah. It is only God without beginning and therefore no end for him. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. There is time for everything. I came to declare and speak into your spirit and declare and prophesy to your atmosphere to shift because your change is coming. Your time, your turn is now in the name of Jesus for a divine visitation, for divine healing, for deliverance. I don't know what you've been going through I don't know what kind of storms you've been going through, but I'm here to speak to this altar, to speak to this house. Your change is coming and is here. This is your time. This is your time in the name of Jesus. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, In his time, God makes all things beautiful. In his time, he beautifies everything. Tell you what, God is going to beautify your life. It's going to wipe away your tears. It's going to take away your pain. It's going to take away your struggles. It's going to give you rest. Come ye unto me, all ye that are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. God is going to give you rest in him. In the name of Jesus, say amen. Hallelujah. There is an appointed time for everything. Hallelujah. An appointed time. God works in times and seasons. Even though he's not limited by time and season. He uses time and season to execute his will here on earth. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. There is an appointed time for you. There is an appointed time for your breakthrough. God has not forgotten you. Your name is still written in his palm. He knows you. He knows what you're going through. 
Hebrews 4 says that we do not have a high priest who does not feel after our infirmities, after things that we go through. But we have one that has been through things that we are going through today. He cares. And he knows where you are at. And he's thinking about you. He's working, incubating your breakthrough in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. There is an appointed time. I came to speak to somebody. It is your time for things to turn around. It is your time for your life to shift to your next level. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. The Bible says in Luke chapter number 1, verse 5 to around 13, it talks about the man, Zachariah the priest, and Elizabeth. They were devout to God. They were faithful to God. They were committed, righteous, serving God, day in and day out. But they didn't have a son. And they were aging. They didn't have a child. But they were still serving faithfully. One day, as Zechariah was burning incense, it was his turn to stand before the Lord. He was in a temple burning incense. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Hey, priest of God, your prayers have been answered. I came to declare to somebody, your prayers have been answered. God has heard your cry. God has heard your petition for your family, for your spouse, for your grandchildren. God has heard your cry for your economic situation. God has heard your petition. Hallelujah. Your prayers have been answered. Hallelujah. He told him you're going to, your wife Elizabeth. In her old age, she's going to become pregnant. Hallelujah. Your wife, Elizabeth, in her old age, she's going to become pregnant. You know, with God, all things are possible. Hallelujah. With God, all things are possible, I say. With God, nothing is impossible. I always flip it the other way around. And say it with God, impossible is nothing. Hallelujah. Impossible is nothing to him. Your wife Elizabeth, in her old age, she's going to be pregnant. And she's going to give birth to a son. And you shall call him John. Hallelujah. And John... I mean, Zachariah being a, a, a priest couldn't believe what the angel said. And priest, he would have uttered words that would have acted contrary to what the angel, what God was speaking. Therefore, he went dumb. Hallelujah. He went dumb for a season until the things that God had promised came to pass. Hallelujah. These guys, all their lives, they had served God faithfully. But when their season came, when their, their time came, 
not even age could stop Elizabeth from conceiving. Not even science could stop her from giving birth to a son because God had decreed it. God had promised therefore nothing would stop their season. I'm here to say no disease, no devil, no hell will stop your blessing, will stop your manifestation, will stop your increase, will stop your release in the name of Jesus. Say amen. In John chapter 5 and verse 1 going forward, Jesus talks about this man that was laid at the pool of Bethsaida, where the angel would come and stir the waters, and whoever would fall in first would be healed. So here is this guy who has laid there for 38 years, waiting for something to happen to him. 38 years. It was like any other day. It was like the other routines that would, he would go through. Wake up, maybe wash his face and brush. I don't know. But that day, Jesus showed up at the pool. It was his turn. It was his time. It was his season. Hallelujah. And Jesus asked him, do you want to be well? He said, well, I don't have anybody to help me. I don't have. Hallelujah. He said, I said, do you want to be well? Do I have somebody here who came with an expectation and saying in their heart, God, I want to be well. I want to be healed. I want my situation to change. I desire breakthrough in this season. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. And say with a sense of humor, carry your bed and walk home. Hallelujah. Carry what has been carrying you for 38 years and go home. You are about to carry what has been carrying you. You are about to oppress what has been oppressing you. You are about to triumph over what has been defeating you. In the name of Jesus, shout yes. There is an appointed time for your breakthrough. There is an appointed time for your miracle. Hallelujah. There is divine timing for you. And I came to speak to somebody whose turn has come. Hallelujah. Some of you have been walking with promises hanging over you. Promises hanging over you. We must understand times and the workings of God as relates to times and seasons. The, the sons of Issachar were an special anointed to understand times and what they do in certain times. Hallelujah. We must understand that God lives in eternity. That's where he dwells. And when he says something, he will say it in the realm of eternity. He tells Abraham, I'm going to bless you. going to bless you with a son. Your seed will be as, as numerous 
as the sand of the sea. And it gives them all these promises in the reign of eternity. And Abraham waits 25 years. He waits. It's almost 100. Nothing is happening. Until he got a visitation in his home. Hallelujah. Until he got a visitation in his home. Glory to Jesus. Until these three visitors, angelic visitors, visited him in his home. He welcomed them and embraced them and treated them good. He said, where's your wife Sarah? They brought her and said, hey, by this time next year, you shall have a son. Oh my God. By this time next year. Hallelujah. It takes God using a man or an entity in the realm of the earth to declare time and season. To declare time and season. To download and release seasons and time. Some of you are running around with great promises of health, of blessing, of, of breadfruit, and, and family blessings, and they are hanging over you. But I'm here to release time. But this time next year, your family will be saved. Your prodigal grandsons and daughters will be back in the kingdom in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. In Second in Kings 7, in the time of great famine, Elisha shows up and he declares, by this time tomorrow, a shekel of wheat shall be shall cost one one cent or whatever. I don't remember what he said. And he declares, release says the word of God. And the servant of the king, who the king would lean on, said, Even if God came from heaven, that can't happen. Because there was such great scarcity. Everything was scarce. There was a great famine and scarcity of resources that, and food that people began to eat their own children. And the servant of the king said, impossible. Even if God showed up, that can't happen. If we're going to recover from this, 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 this inflation here, if we're going to recover from this economic collapse, it's going to take years to make a comeback. It can't happen tomorrow. But the prophet of God say, by this time, tomorrow, the siege of our nation will be broken and there will be surplus. There will be an abundance. There will be an overflow of resources. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm here to declare it is your time. It is your season. Your season to be healed. Hallelujah. The doctor told you it would take two years. I'm here to say it's going to take between now and December. You'll be free, totally free of cancer in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Your change is coming. Mark my words. Mark my, my, my words. Hallelujah. 
the next six months, God is going to do great things in your life. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So there is an appointed time for everything. For your breakthrough. Hallelujah. And somebody I'm speaking to today, your time is now. You can't be held any longer. You can't be laid any longer. In the name of Jesus. And from us, our text scripture, if a man die, can he live again? All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change come. We learn number two, there is a wait period. There is a waiting period. Hello? He says, I will wait. That's the difficult part. The most difficult part. Waiting. 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 We don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. Especially in this generation. We want it right now. Just do it. Just do it, God. Just do it now. I want it. Hallelujah. Wait. Job says, if the dead can rise, I'm not going to give up hope. I'm going to wait till my change comes. I'm going to wait. Hallelujah. Last Sunday, was it last Sunday? We are celebrating uh, Pentecost Sunday. And Jesus told them in Acts 1-4, And while staying with them, he charged them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Hallelujah. For John baptized with water, but before many days you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And as they waited for God, God never disappointed. He showed up and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Tongues of fire over them. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Habakkuk chapter number 2 and verse 2 says, And the Lord answered me. He said, Write the vision. Make it plain upon tablets. So he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits its time. The vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. It will surely come. It will not delay. Hallelujah. Wait for your vision. Wait for your desire. Wait for your aspiration. Wait for your dream. Wait for your prayer to be answered. Don't give up hope. Don't give up faith. Some people on the verge of their breakthrough, they give up. You're like, oh, oh God, you've taken too long. I can't wait any longer. I can't take this. It's too much. I can't pray any longer. I can't serve you any longer. Wait for God. He will do what he said he will do. His war promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Wait for the Lord. The psalmist writes and say, I waited for God patiently. Psalms 40. And he heard my cry. Turned his ear toward me. And took me out of the mire pit. 
and set my feet on farm ground. He waited for God patiently. Hallelujah. He waited for God patiently. When you wait for God, you don't waver in your faith. You stay steadfast. You stay steady. Hallelujah. You don't waver. Abraham waited for God until he fulfilled his promises. Romans 4.18. Abraham trusted the faithfulness of God, being fully persuaded that God would come through for him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I will wait until God fulfills every promise concerning me. I don't know about you. I'm going to wait. I'm going to keep serving. I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep fasting. I'm going to keep evangelizing. I'm going to keep doing all these things as I wait for God to touch my life and turn me around to the glory of his name. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Are you getting tired? I'm just feeling like beginning. I'm about to begin. I've been charging up the car, the turbo engine, to get ready to get moving. Are you ready to move? <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Why does God make us wait? Why does he make us wait? We know he can do it. Can answer prayers right away. Can meet all our needs just in a moment. He got all we need. Why does he want us to wait? He wants us to wait so that he can do a work inside of us. Prepare us so that we are able to sustain the next level he's taking us to. Hallelujah. He gets us ready for our next level. Because if you go to your next level without the grace to sustain you, without the character to sustain you, without the anointing to sustain you on your next level, you crash. Because new levels, new devils. Hello? New levels, new challenges. But God does a work in you, fortifies you, equips you, empowers you, teach, teaches you patience, teaches you forgiveness, teaches you to take your eyes off you and focus your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Teaches you to woe, teaches you to pray, teaches you to be grateful. As you wait for him, he does the work inside of us. Amen? Psalms 105, 105. We're about to finish. Psalms 105 and verse number 17. He says, he sent, he sent a man before them. Even Joseph, he sent Joseph to Egypt, who was sold for a servant. This is some more. Are you there? Whose feet they had with fetters 
He was laid in iron, put in jail, incarcerated, the Sisamo, until the time that his word came. Until the appointed time. Somebody say appointed time. He went to Egypt through difficult circumstances. Hallelujah. And he was even put in jail in Egypt. Until the appointed time. Appointed time. The word of God tried him. The word of God tested him. Let's see some more. The king then sent and loosed him. Even the ruler of the people. And let him go free. Hallelujah. All through the pit to Potiphar's house, to the prison, the word of God was testing Joseph, testing his character, testing his patience, testing his faithfulness, testing his commitment to God, testing his love. He was being buffered. He was going through God's process. Do I have somebody who has been going through God's process? God has been processing you. Buffering you. Sometimes you feel so uncomfortable. But God is working out a work in you. Preparing you for your next level. God processing you. The writer says in Jeremiah, I went by the porter's house and I saw the pot crumble in the hands of the porter and he remodeled it. He, he crushed it and, and then began to remodel it again. Hallelujah. We know what happens to the porter. He beats clay. That's when you feel the uncomfort around you. That's when you feel the pains here and there. God is at work. Hallelujah. He's processing you. When you come out, you'll be stronger. You'll be greater. Hallelujah. You have more wisdom. You'll be stronger in your faith. You have more joy, more love. Hallelujah. You, have, you, you, you praise God better. If in, God, in God's process... Your, pro, your praise can excess, exceed your pain. Hallelujah. You come out and much more powerful in the name of Jesus until the appointed time came. God's word tested, tried Joseph. Somebody been going through some trials, some challenges here and there. Am I speaking to angels here? Hallelujah. God is faithful. He will give you grace to endure. Hallelujah. He will uphold you with his right hand and sustain you by the power of his name. In the name of Jesus, when his process is over, you'll be stronger. You'll be a better person. When you go through all, after you go through all you've been going through, 
you come out more pure, more beautiful, more stronger. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. That's why Paul says in Romans 5, in verse 3, we rejoice too when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they help us to develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character. And character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. For we know how dearly God loves us. Because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with love. Hallelujah. He says we rejoice when we go through hardships. When we go through trials. Because we know this build endurance, perseverance within us. And perseverance builds up character. And character brings hope. And hope never disappoints because of the love of God is poured in our hearts by his Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. God makes us wait because he's doing a work in us, preparing us for our next level. Somebody, you are going to your next level. Hallelujah. I came as a prophetic voice to speak into your life. You're going to your next level. We are progressive people. I'm not talking about the progressive party and other things. We are progressive people. We are meant to move from strength to strength, from glory to glory. Hallelujah. It don't matter how young or old you are. We are progressive people. As a matter of fact, is it Job who says that your latter days, your ending shall be greater than your beginning? Hallelujah doesn't matter how good you begun, but it matters how good you end. Hallelujah. How strong you end. Glory to Jesus. Doesn't matter how fast and how strong you begin a race, but how strong and how, you know, steady do you finish your race. Hallelujah. So we are supposed to progress from glory to glory. From strength to strength. From blessing to blessing. Does somebody have a witness to that? Hallelujah. Somebody got a witness to that? That your life is progressive. You are moving forward. Not turning back. Hebrews 10 says, We are not of those who look back and are destroyed. We are of those who believe God and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm not turning back. No more turning back. I'm moving forward. In the name of Jesus. Say amen. Proverbs 4, 18 says, The path of the just is like a light. The path of the just is like a light. You can put it up. Shines brighter and brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Hallelujah. Your path is supposed to be like that light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter until that perfect day. Amen. 
The path of the just is like a light that shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. God expects your life to get better and better and better. I don't know what your expectation is, but that's what God expects you to be. Better and better. Stronger and stronger. In the faith, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Amen. So God makes us wait because he wants to do a work in us. What do you do as you wait for God? What do you do as you wait for God? Number one, you worship God. You choose to be a worshiper. Hallelujah. You worship God in spite of what is happening around you. You worship God. You give God glory. Bible tells us in Romans 4, 19, 20, it says that Abraham never wavered in his faith. He kept glorifying God day by day as he waited for the faithfulness of God to be manifested. Hallelujah. He never wavered in faith. He kept on glorifying. Hallelujah. As oh, you know, what happens is that expectation is inversely proportioned to time. As time goes by, expectation goes down. From the time of promise, as time goes by, you, you begin to doubt. You're like, man, will, will it really work out? At the time of a, a promise, you're like, yes, it's going to happen. But as time goes by, expectation goes down. But when you glorify God in the midst of your waiting, your expectation is lifted. And how many of us know that expectation is the breeding ground for miracles? Hallelujah. Do I have somebody who came to the house of God with expectation today? Hebrews 11.6. He comes to God must believe that God is. He is the healer. He is the blesser. He is the deliverer. He is everything. He is your breakthrough. He is your favor. He is anything you want. He is. And he is the rewarder of all they that seek him. He is the rewarder. So when you come to church, you come believing and knowing, yes, God is, God is, God is. And I'm going to receive my reward. I'm going to receive my reward. Amen. So as we wait on God, we glorify him. We worship. Number two, we woe. We woe. Hallelujah. We fight not against flesh and blood, but powers, principalities, evil forces, wickedness in the heavenly places. We know the enemy, the devil is not at rest. Your enemy, the devil, is moving around like a roaring lion looking for somebody to devour. But be strong in faith. Resist him. Submit to God. Resist the devil. And he shall flee from you. We war. We war. Hallelujah. Paul got a revelation 
in Ephesians, he say, finally, my brethren, 610, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Hallelujah. I can't promise you that days are going to get brighter and better. I can't promise you that. But one thing I know, the end time church is a strong, powerful church. It's not a wimpy, wimpy, chicken, chicken church. It's a strong church full of warriors that are going to resist the end time devils. Daniel eleven thirty two. They that know their God shall be strong in those days of battle. And they shall do exploits in the midst of all the chaos that is going on. They that know their God shall be strong. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. We worship. We war. I pray God will instill in you a warrior spirit. Not ready to give up. But ready to see the dawn of the new day. On the other side. Ready to see God manifest his promises. Hallelujah. That you fight a good warfare in accordance to every prophetic destiny that you've been marked out for in the name of Jesus, the Son of the living God. Stand up on your feet. We're going to pray. Erase your time. Erase your season. Thank you, Jesus. Sharubastoyadeka. Your change is coming. I don't know which area you need change. Your health, your finances, your family, your spiritual life. Where you need change, the winds of change are blowing. The Holy Spirit is moving. God is moving. Hallelujah. Even in your hardest time, God was working within you. To cause a change. To effect a change. There's this song, I don't know. Hallelujah. Your change is coming. In the name of Jesus. I prophetically declare to somebody here this morning. Your wilderness experience is over. God is open the doors and you are coming out of that wilderness. You are coming out of that prison place. It's like the enemy put you in prison. But God is releasing you today in the name of Jesus. And God will say to somebody else, you've been tested and tried and you, uh, for a time. And now a time has come for you to be glorified, to be lifted up. To be elevated to a new level, to a new dimension. In the name of Jesus, your healing is here. I declare and say, be healed. In the name of Jesus, I see prison doors opening. This morning, they are opening. Salvation 
is coming to your family. Salvation is coming to your grandchildren. It is coming to your sons and daughters in the name of Jesus. The hand of God is upon you. The grace of God. There comes the grace of God. There comes the power of God. In the name of Jesus, God will say to somebody this morning, be on the lookout for sharp turns that are coming your way. The direction of the compass is changing really quickly and bring changes in several key areas of your family, of your life. In the name of Jesus, open up to what God is speaking to you in this very hour. Your life was not meant to be stagnant. It was not meant to be stagnant, nor complacent. Complacence. God has made you and, and, and ordained you to be a progressive person, moving and, 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 and moving forward. In the name of Jesus, when you find yourself stuck, you know something is wrong. But I'm here today to lift you out of that mary pit and give you a new momentum to go forth in the name of Jesus. Father, release your grace. Release your power. Release your anointing for your people to move forward. In the name of Jesus. God is saying to somebody this morning, now is the moment for you to decide to be all in or all out. There's nothing in between. You either in or you're out. You are my joy. I see through the I see you through the perfection of my son. I'm not disappointed in who you are. So let the faith and belief in yourself rise in this hour. I'll carry you. It is time to go. Cast aside what holds you back. Turn away from those who speak negativity and doubt into you that holds you back and makes you motionless. My servants in the Bible accomplish great things for me. Just think how greater the works are for this generation. You are born for such a time as this. For such an hour as this. Will you arise? Will you rise up and say, yes, Lord, I'm here ready to go, ready to follow you, ready to follow you, the shepherd of my soul, the shepherd of my heart. The Lord says, rise up and stand forth come out of the pit that is before you that you've been in for I am before you even right now I'm handing you the keys of authority to walk through doors that were closed for you my surprise to you is that the walls you've been seeing even before you get to them you realize that they fell down already and it's time for you to just walk and cross over in the name of Jesus. The Lord says, don't consider yourself to be a victim 
of circumstances for any more second. Look down at your wrist. The chains were only an illusion. You have been free all along. Marusta Radega Shandegata Arise and go forth in the name of the Lord. Shagatayadekata and the Lord will say to somebody this morning, I'm your healer. I'm the Lord that healeth thee. Zakura de stabrayadekata. Orabastorodekata. Can you lift up those hands and just begin praying? Any area that you have need, God is here today. <laughs> 